0: What's going on, world? I'm Nick Ross, and this is Fish Tank Sessions. Good evening and happy Friday, everyone. We have a really special guest with us today. We have Amanda Garrison. Hey. Also known as Mandy Warhol. That's right. And she is the bomb, people. She is the bomb. And, you know, it's Friday, about six o'clock. We're getting ready for Midas tonight. And why not get a quick episode in before the journey begins? So, Amanda, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself to everybody?
1: Hi, my name's Amanda Garrison, but I go by Mandy Warhol for my visual names. I also make some music too, and I go by Mandy Candy for that. Most of my job is projection mapping. And uh, projection mapping is basically, I like to tell people it's like painting with light. We use a projector and we can take any kind of environment and turn it into something new. It's like making your own reality. You can take a boring room and turn it into an aquarium if you really wanted with enough projectors and enough mapping. You basically blend the projectors together so they're seamless and you can't really tell that there's a projector. It just turns anything into a screen basically.
0: So projection mapping, that's pretty unique. I mean, I, I've been to many shows and festivals and, you know, you always wonder sometimes when you see how all of these lights and visuals just kind of show up. And I know I even asked myself early on, like, you know, where does this come from? How is this created? How does it flow even at night or during the day? Like, how does it all work? And I remember when we, uh, when I first saw one of your events that you were mapping at over at, um, I think it was Lost Frequencies that uh, Hand Promotions threw recently at the Green Elephant,
1: it was at uh, low frequencies low frequencies yes, okay yes, yes. Well, my
0: mistake hey we all make mistakes and right so it's it's all good and i was just kind of watching you kind of do your thing and i was like holy shit so you could just like control the way it moves and then you can change up the visuals and it just kind of blew my mind that was my
1: best uh i actually designed that stage in a 3d program and then i sent that to my friend who then uh, built that for ham and then we put it together for the show and so instead of just looking at a square rectangle thing i had a whole design of these like diamonds and i was able to projection map onto those and then i also had a rear projector projecting on a screen behind the djs so it just it had a whole immersive like there were visuals wherever you looked and it's
0: like a full takeover
1: yes it and i got i heard people walk out and they were like whoa and holy cow and that was the biggest compliment to me is just to see their eyes light up and be like whoa the green elephants never looked like this before it it, it felt really good
0: it's it's definitely a a contact grabber or an attention grabber so i guess you had to use two projections for that event or two projectors yes
1: two projectors one we hung in the tent because we had brought a tent to the green elephant we there's not usually one out there but we brought a pretty big one out there. Um, We hung the projector that um, shot on the front facade which were the like diamond pieces that were like 3D you know they they stuck out a little bit and then I used a rear projector for the screen that was behind the DJ and the screen you can take the backing off so you can see through it and you can rear project and it was a short throw so I'm able to keep it closer because we didn't have a lot of room on the stage right so um it took some finagling but we were able to make it work
0: it's unique. It's special. I I I think you're the only person that I've ever met that actually is into projection mapping. And I think that's hella cool because like I said before, it's one of those things I've always kind of wondered about until I met you and got to kind of deep dive into your brain and just kind of bore you with all these questions that I know you know the answers oh, to.
1: I am not bored. <laughs> <laughs> I am glad to answer them.
0: So how does one like get into projection mapping? Like I know you haven't been doing it your entire life since you were born. So like how did it all like get started for you?
1: Well, I've basically got a pipeline. I had to go to college and for the longest time I had no idea what I was doing with my art degree. I felt pretty lost. And then I found the A-Tech program at Richland and the teachers there are very good. I started learning animation and 3D modeling. I even did game design and level design and uh, storyboarding. I learned a lot from there, and then I continued on to UTD. I've taken four modeling classes, so I can model figures for animation, and I know how to do lighting, so I can light the scene. Like You'd be amazed if you were to see what like Pixar movie scene looks like before the lighting is added because the lighting is actually like what brings the life to everything and I love projection mapping and I love stage lighting I love photography and video so I feel like it's all kind of been a melting pot that's just kind of been boiling and I've been getting the skills that I needed to start making my own visuals and then I started making my own visuals and music videos and those were doing really good and then I found projection mapping. And I took that class with Professor Scott, and he was just the best teacher. He saw how well I was doing in class. He saw I actually tried. He saw I was actually making like music videos or full like composed pieces for my projection mapped piece. Because we would like projection map onto a sculpture and I would make it meaningful. And I actually uh, saw him tear up a little bit because I must have done pretty good. Pretty
0: good to make a man cry, huh? Yeah.
1: It, it, like the main one was uh, I did this. Uh, there is a medallion that has the fist um, and it's like a relief sculpture. So it comes off the wall a little bit and i took sublime song april 26 1992 talking about the la riots and then currently whenever i was making that more and more like riots were happening in the united states at the time and then there was a lot of like police shootings and a lot of like confusion with our
0: law and like like with what is right and what is wrong yes
1: exactly and like why are why are these innocent people dying because just people make a mistake and i put that all together in a really cool beautiful way and an artistic way is still kind of like trippy to look at but you're still getting the message and to be honest I mean it makes me
0: tear up I had to watch a lot of like uh, news probably some videos of things you probably don't want to spend time watching yes. and then you just kind of get immersed in all this negative shit essentially, yes. and then you have to build that with your own creative touch to make it your own and project that on the world?
1: I wanted to send a message and be, bring awareness. And I think that's what he saw and really liked. And he's actually the one that helped me get like a corporate job. So I was able to actually start making money, and I like hadn't even graduated yet. That uh, said a lot to me that he believed in me enough to refer me to somebody that needed some help, and I've been working with them for over a year. Nice. But projection mapping can also be video mapping if you are doing it on an LED screen.
0: One thing you said um, when you were talking about projection mapping, what kind of made me chuckle a little bit, was um, you mentioned kind of the like how a Pixar movie is made, and I know everybody, everybody enjoys a good toy story movie oh, yes. and a bug's life oh, yes. so what would a pixar movie kind of look like before the lights kind of hit
1: so like you look at it and everything just looks kind of like it's made out of clay but very well like structured clay and then like for example, there is a TED Talk. Um, I forget the name of the woman who did it, but it's about lighting. So if you look up TED Talk and lighting, you'll probably find it. But she talks about Wally, his eyes, uh, since he's not a human, like they tried really hard to make his eyes look real. So they had to mess with the lighting and the refraction inside each layer of his eyes, because each layer of his eyes have a lens, because they're just like a camera. So they focus and stuff like that. And they had to work so hard just to find where to put the right lighting in his eyes to make his eyes actually pop and come to life. Or like another example, they show like brave and stuff, everything just looks like clay and just kind of dark and dull but as soon as you add lighting like you get life and like it the just ra- all
0: kind of brings it all together into life like you were just saying
1: yes like you get the glow of the human and you get like you can see through the leaves and stuff like that because uh even leaves like have like you see through and stuff and shadows there's so much aspects to lighting inside a 3d program for any visuals or cinema
0: you remember the movie wally
1: I love the movie Wally.
0: I'll tell you what, I the first time I ever watched the movie Wally was with my good friend um Ben. And I've heard of the movie Wally. This was a couple of years ago, probably soon after like it came out, and I didn't really know, know, know what I was getting into. I was like, okay, cool. It's like a robot alien movie or something. So I remember watching it, and there were really no words throughout the entire movie except for yes. Wally and wow. Eva. Yeah. And that movie actually made me tear up. It was a very sad movie. Yes. And, you know, to think about it, there was no actual type of word. It's all just emotion and movement And just feelings. That's something I'm
1: really into because if I'm making visuals, because ultimately I I want to work for like festivals and do um, extreme visuals for artists that tell a story. While music's playing, there's no dialogue, there's no word. I want to be able to tell a story without like having to have words. So I want my visuals to come out and uh, tell that message without you having to like read Subtitles or anything. Sure, without you
0: having to actually read something to figure out what it is, it's basically somebody's own interpretation of what you create.
1: Say, I record um, these girls in the club, and the song's about love or something. Finding love in a strange place, and these girls keep eyeing each other. Like, is she into me? Is she straight? Like, is she gay? Like, she bi? Like, what? who is she and then like them come together in part of the song where they come together you know so it's like you see it happen but without words and then they start dancing together and then they leave the club together or something you know what i mean
0: oh yeah like i gotta say though it definitely makes a difference and it can create more of that deeper emotion because i remember seeing Elenium play recently and during his set i mean you can just see on the visual side like just like the hearts kind of coming up throughout some of his songs. And while we all know Elenium kind of is that melodic and just kind of puts you back into your feels, and then you add that extra oomph. The hearts and then the the lights and it just kind of makes you feel more locked into everything.
1: Yes, I I agree. Like I I appreciate a good laser show and good lighting and stuff like that. But I feel as technology is progressing, um, a lot of shows are kind of lacking on the visuals, and a lot of people kind of they underestimate it. And and but I think they're starting to understand now that visuals are actually really helping make the experience that much more meaningful to people instead of. Just just seeing their DJ on stage, doing their thing and then some lasers and stuff instead they have a story to watch or just something really cool and trippy to be like whoa that's weird like <laughs> you know i i definitely like data life when they have data land their visuals are just weird cartoony little bouncy things and they're real simple but they're enough to just make you feel like you're in that data land and you're it just makes you smile and makes you happy because that's the vibe that data life goes for they want you to be happy and like live well, it's all-
0: It's all senses. So like when you look at music, I mean, it all hits us in the ears and then we interpret all of that and then we like it or we don't. Mm -hmm. And then when you add sight, again, another sense. Now you're wrapping two different senses into one wholesome emotion, which just I feel like brings you in a lot more tighter. Yes. So I know besides projection mapping you're also a DJ, is that right?
1: Yes, I've started DJing re- recently, but I've uh I've been trying to learn for a long time, but finally got myself a little pair of decks and started making mixes and I put them up online and they kind of blew up, kind of surprised me. But also, I really loved the mix I made and enjoyed it. So I guess if I enjoyed it and then seeing other people enjoying that, I'm just inspired more to keep going and make more mixes. I'm in school right now still. It's my final semester, but I'm almost done. And when I'm done, I wanna produce music.
0: Well, I'm sure since you were able to figure out the whole scientific equation of projection mapping, which to somebody like me, is very complex. I mean, I wouldn't have any idea how to do what you do. I think that when you get through that last hump of this last semester and you do start getting into the producing realm, I think that you'll do well because I think you're very you. you're very techie when it comes yes. to figuring these things out. And I think that the way that you can create emotion with your mapping, I think you'll be able to project that Onto your producing side. Thank you.
1: I really would like to have like a curated show one day if I make music good enough to be able to have my own event and run my visuals at the same time as I'm DJing and be able to give them the show that I'm really feeling and not have to rely too much on other people. Of course, I'm going to have a team. It takes a team and collaboration. Nothing looks good if you're doing it on your own. I'm all about collaborating. So I have a team.
0: Collaborate and listen. Ooh, yeah.
1: So I have like a team of people. Like I said, I have my friend David. He's the one that built the stage that I designed. Then I have another friend of mine who can also model stuff for us to laser cut and build as a stage. And then I have some other visual artist friends and I'm meeting more this semester. I just uh, made a group for my motion and capture class and they all have every part of the pipeline. They, one of them's great with lighting. One of them's great with rigging, which I'm ter- like, I haven't tried rigging. It's very complicated. I can model like nobody's business, but if I can't rig, I can't animate my model. Sure. So like, I feel like I'm finding my team and we're about to start making our own visuals. So think of like Tipper, it's his visuals, it's his stuff. Like you want to go see his, what he created. It's not somebody else's work that he bought and shared, even though I am do that right now. Because I have only some of my own visuals. I I still buy visuals from other people that have made them.
0: But just like Tipper, so you made a really good example. So, like when you see visuals from these certain artists, like Tipper, for example, Excision, Space Jesus, Mm -hmm. Liquid Stranger, they all kind of have their own flavor. And you can always tell, like, I mean, there's times too, I cannot even hear the music, or maybe if I'm the music might not be on, but you do still see the visuals on in the back. And it's like, okay, I know exactly who that is because it almost kind of has a definition as to who that person that visual is representing because it's their style. And everybody kind of has their own style, but I feel like in the mapping world, it's different because when you have that much creativity to add and you can add all these different waveforms or visuals or or different objects that just kind of come off in that trippy vibe, it stands out and people notice that and then it becomes almost like a signature for who you are.
1: Yeah. One weird thing that happened to me at Wakon when I went, I don't want to name the artist, but I saw him later on and I got to tell him what happened at Wakon. I was watching his show and suddenly this visual popped up and it looked just like the visual that I had made from a YouTube video extremely and colorfully and like reversed and forwarded it. It looked just like mine, but I was like, I did not upload my edit. This is who's his visual artist because we have the same eye. And then when I saw him, I asked him and I told him that and he was like, I made that visual. And I just, I cried for a hot second, real quick second. And then I was like, let me show you these projects I'm working on actually, then please. Um, And he's like, yes, show me. And I showed him this black light paint visual that I'm working with some lady friends of mine and it fits his style very well and he immediately was like send me your content and your info please and I'm st- I'm still editing all that so I haven't got to send it to him yet but I feel like there's a slight chance that this wakan or at least the next Wakcon I'll be having my visuals on his stage Hopefully I can run them, but if I can at least give him content to put on there, like that would blow my mind. I'd be like, that's actually mine.
0: Well, my only (laughs) recommendation would be then to take the time, finish the edit and get it over to that person because you never know what it will turn out to be. It could be nothing or it could be something. But you know what? If you don't finish the edit and you don't get it over, Mm -hmm. you'll never know.
1: I'm actually having a second session of the video shoot this weekend because there were a couple shots that I didn't get, but I want to make sure I get. And then I have a couple of other ideas I didn't have before and a few other girls that want to be in it. Once I get that, and I think I'll have a lot more of the footage I want and I want to make sure I send him exactly what I was going for. It will be soon though, because like that's my side project right now besides school is getting that done.
0: I believe you. I can't wait to see it. So I hope you kind of share that with me too so I can Thank watch you. it. Um so there's something else I wanted to bring up. Um I haven't talked to you about this yet, but I think you can relate with it. So one thing I've noticed about you cuz you and I I think the first time we met was at Wakan. Yes. And then since Wakan, I think our friendship has just grown much greater over the last several months. Wow. That and, was October? Yeah. I feel like it's been so much longer than that. I know.
1: <laughs> when so, When you have good friends, it kind of. Like, I guess. You yeah, it feels like it's, it
0: feels like you've been friends forever. Mm-hmm. I want to appreciate you on your festive clothing selection. You always have some heady gear on. You always have dope ass boots. I mean, right now you came over here. You're wearing Thank a you. Mario mushroom hat.
1: Yes, it's a it's a it's a bucket hat that's that's crocheted and it's red and white. That's like Mario hat.
0: Where do you get your clothing? Do you make your clothing? Kind of tell us a little bit about, you know, where you find your style.
1: I usually get drops. So like at Wakan, I've got the the hockey jersey. I did have a pashmina, but I lost that sadly. It was I
0: think you lost it here and we never found it, but I have a feeling you probably lost it at the venue. No, it,
1: it was totally lost at the venue. Like somebody had a great ground score. Good for them. <laughs>
0: That's a hell of a ground score. That
1: was, yeah, dude, I've been trying to buy a new Wakan pashmina and they're like, people are like, oh, or like heady trade only. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm not going to get that back. (laughs) Other than that, I've bought some things off Wish. I don't Typically like to buy off Wish, but I found some like really cool trippy clothes on there that were like a nice breathable fabric. So it's like perfect for raving. So I've got those. And then Rolita Couture is one of my favorites for onesies, leotards, and multi-piece outfits. And she's from Houston. So I highly suggest checking her out. I never thought I'd look good in a leotard until I put on one made by her. I've put on other ones and they were not cute, but every single one I've gotten from her has been great.
0: That's cool, and I just really wanted to just give you some appreciation because I feel like every time I see it, you, you're always just looking so good. I, I think there's a lot of just a lot of joy out of the, out of the rave scene, mostly due to just the different types of clothing you can get. I know for myself, I have a whole separate closet just for rave attire. I keep it separate from my main closet because I don't want to get it mixed up with all my regular clothes yes. and my work clothes. So I keep it separate so I know when it's rave day. I know exactly where to go to pick out the right thing.
1: I need to do that. <laughs> All my stuff is mixed together.
0: See, I did that for the longest time. And then I started getting confused. And I was like, okay, where did I put this jersey? Or where did I put this tank? Or where did I put this long sleeve? And I just couldn't find it. And it would be like behind like a work shirt or something or be behind a jacket. And it was like hiding there for two weeks. And I was so frustrated that I couldn't find it. And I was like, you know what? I'm done with this. I have a second closet. I'm just going to put everything in that closet.
1: Yeah. Forget a coat closet. It's a brave closet. Yes. Yes.
0: I have a, co- a coat closet too but I keep all of my rave coats in the rave closet. That's where they belong.
1: Heck yeah. Can I uh, make an, a, a shout out to one of my favorite artists? Absolutely. Go Creature Features. She is amazing. I want ears for every single outfit. They just clip on so nicely. Just uh, She started making pine cones, and she just keeps getting bigger and bigger, and I'm very proud of her. Katie's
0: the bomb. In yes. fact, I talked to Katie today, and uh, we are scheduled for this sunday so i'm hoping everything all works out but Katie's going to be on the show talking about creature features this sunday coming up and i cannot wait she's just one of those people that you know when she comes into someone's life i mean people take real realization that she's just a genuine person and
1: she like knows like she'll make things for me and that will be so perfect for me like she can read people very well and if you don't know what you want but you give her an idea she'll make you something and you'll, you're going to be happy with it she's a good designer her clips i can headbang in them like all night and they'll stay on they're pretty great i'm proud of her
0: oh she's the bomb so i got one more question for you and this is a very basic ass question Mm -hmm. and i'm always just curious to find this out with people so like when did you first get into the edm culture
1: i started sneaking out of my mom's house when i was 17 (laughs) shame on me
0: We've all done it <laughs> once or 16 times.
1: There used to be a club called Afterlife, and it was basically my home. I would go every Friday and Saturday. Sometimes I would even sit up front and just talk to the owner like all night. We became family. Like it was the first kind of family environment for me. And that was back in 08
0: okay so it's been some time you've been around the block a few times
1: yes uh, I've I've been to multiple different clubs no club has given me the same environment as afterlife but unfortunately is it's not open anymore sadly now there's you know the lizard lounge and stereo live and and they're fun and all but I, I I feel like I'm missing a little bit of that family environment I get that family environment though at the green elephant bar as soon as I go there it's family like everybody knows each other it's like cheers over the years it's just kind of morphed and stuff and you make friends and lose friends along the way but it's Still beautiful to me the rave scene and, and how people can come together. I have Plur tattooed on my side because I live by that so hard. Everybody just needs to like be understanding that people are going through stuff and you never really know. And people can put on a mask just for a moment to try to get by. People go out to a rave to escape. It's always seemed like people are the most friendly at raves and they like want to trade you candy or just give you a hug. And that's what the world is missing a lot
0: of we're all so busy now we're all just wrapped up in our regular lives and then i feel like you know when you do get that chance to go out to that music festival or even sometimes you know a really good show it just allows you to kind of let loose leave all your dirty laundry at the house and just be free and i think that's a feeling that you can't ever really replace because i know with with me i you know i'm a i have a really bad nail-biting habit Like, it's so bad. I've tried to break it. I'm almost at the point where I'm considering getting like next gen or fake nails, but a manly version, but I haven't figured it out yet.
1: Have you tried putting on clear nail polish?
0: I've never tried putting on nail polish.
1: If you put on clear, like, I mean, they might be a little shiny, but if you're chewing on it, you'll taste that nail polish and want to stop.
0: I don't know. I kind of like weird tastes. So I don't know. Oh, you might like it more than so. I I might just chew off all my nails if I do that.
1: (laughs) All right. Just put Diablo sauce all over your fingers. I love Diablo (laughs) sauce. Well, I have no answer for you. (laughs) I don't have the answer
0: either. I'm still searching for it.
1: You're going to find it.
0: So I lied. I said I had one more question for you, but I think I actually have one more. And I am just kind of curious. Because, you know, we talked about you coming out to do this episode today. What was your thoughts like when you were driving over here and then when you parked and then you walked, knocked on the door? Kind of what were you thinking about all this?
1: where i was gonna focus this like conversation because i because none
0: of this is scripted i mean we don't have paper in front of us we're just kind of going with the flow i like the flow so were you nervous at all when you showed up or oh like, of course were you i was nervous yeah?
1: <laughs> but like you are a good friend and you were able to like get me feeling comfortable so i i highly appreciate that
0: anytime amanda well hey i appreciate you coming out i mean you're the bomb I love being around you. Your vibes are always so great.
1: Thank you. Um,
0: I know it took time out of your day, especially on a Friday night, to drive all the way out here. And, I
1: don't mind at all. And
0: spend a few minutes with me. Let's and do also it again. for the people <laughs> that are listening, we love y'all. Yes. And Plur is real.
1: Plur to all of you. I plur on all of you.